So today is the importance of memorizing scripture. And kind of our little catchphrase is that we want to see self-feeding students that take joy in spiritual disciplines. So I want to talk about why we don't memorize scripture and then why we should memorize scripture. So starting with why we don't memorize scripture, I want you to turn to the person or people next to you and just kind of share why do you not memorize scripture or why do you think people don't memorize scripture? So go get them. No, yeah, you don't feel a need right away. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Anybody else? It seems really legalistic. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, Alicia. Yeah. Yep. I think you guys touched on a lot of things that I'm going to cover today. Um, so I'm not good at it. I don't have time. I have the internet. I don't need to. And, and honestly, maybe you don't even want to. Um, and, and, and I think I think a lot of us would say, it's not that I don't want to, but it is kind of these things. I'm a student. I work. I've got a lot of things going on. I don't have time. Or it's like you go, 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 and you come home, and you're kind of exhausted. Um, it does take work. It does take discipline. And maybe you'd rather be doing other things. But I think what's kind of fascinating is that we do memorize things all the time. And we've been memorizing things, honestly, since the womb. We've been building memory as early as the womb. And a human, look this up, a human can remember up to 100,000 words. And so if you think about it, we memorize song lyrics and movie quotes and things for school and trainings and personal stories like, oh, like when this person said that thing or when, when Zach said this in his talk or when Emma said this in her talk, like we, we remember and we, we are constantly memorizing. 
I think, why don't we memorize God's word? Do we treasure God's word enough to memorize it? So let's kind of go over these four different points. Um, I'm not good at it. I think I, I naturally kind of memorize a lot of things. Like song lyrics kind of come easy for me. But I, I think when I first became a Christian, it's like, I'm not very good at this. Like I naturally memorize different lyrics and stuff like that, but this is kind of hard. Um, and I do want to acknowledge that there are different spiritual disciplines, and some disciplines might come more naturally to you than other disciplines. You might be like, I kill it at prayer. Like, I really love prayer, and I'm constantly praying. And maybe some people, it's like, it's really easy for me to wake up in the morning. I think about Liz. Like, Liz, Liz is such a morning person that she, like, wakes up, and she's reading her Bible in the morning. And I'm like, oh, get it. I can barely keep my eyes open. Um, and so sp- different spiritual disciplines are going to come more naturally to other people. But that doesn't mean just because it's not, not easy or it's not natural doesn't mean that we shouldn't that we shouldn't do it um but i will say like i said we memorize things all the time so i'm going to start singing a song and please join in with me if you know the words i'm gonna take my horse down the road so i heard that song in like april and i was like man i don't really like that song sorry sorry jojo um (laughs) but when we came down here you heard it a lot and so i know some of the words to that song just because i'm constantly hearing it i naturally memorized it even though i didn't really try um but we do that with with things all the time we're memorizing song lyrics we're memorizing things people say, movie quotes, etc. Um, but I like the, the idea of a gym because I think our brains are a muscle that needs to be exercised. And so I think a lot of you know that I like to run. I, I think I call myself a runner. Um, but when I was in high school, I was not a runner and I was not very athletic. Um, and I wanted to, to lose some weight after my junior year. And so I lived in the country and I'm like, I am going to take up the, the hobby of running. And so I get all ready and I go outside. And so I lived in the country. And I'm not kidding, it was less than a quarter of a mile from my driveway to a gravel road. And so I, I think it was like noon, it's just not wise, but I ran from my driveway to the gravel road and I high-fived myself and I was like, yes, let's get it. And I walked a little bit more and then I, I went back. Um, but I didn't quit there. <laughs> it was like, did it, <laughs> I was out here for five minutes. Um, but um, if you would have told me at that at that point that I would run half marathons or that I'd be able to, and this isn't to, this isn't to break, but that, that I would be able to to run like five, six, seven miles just on the weekend. I'd be like, you're crazy. Did you see that quarter of a mile? That was super, super hard. But I had to put in the work of, of running and practicing. And, and when I went to college, I was like, maybe I'll do a 5K. And so I had some friends who were like, let's do a 5, 5K together. And so I had to run a couple times a week and, and do some cross training, even though I'm really bad at cross training. Um, and so I did a 5K. I honestly, you guys, I think I threw up after. <laughs> it's fine. Still standing here today. But but I did the 5K. And so then I was like, this is pretty cool. And so I kept running, and the mileage is it, mileage increased. And then after college, I was like, I think I can do a half marathon. And I got a training plan, and I got my friends to do it with me. And I remember running with my friend from high school, and we had ran eight miles. And we were stretching in a parking lot, just like super weird. And I was like, it's crazy how your body changes as you put in the work of running. I'm like, I never would have been able to run eight miles. And so so I, I did the, the half marathon. I had to walk a little bit, um, but I did the half marathon. And I think the same thing is with memorizing scripture. Like at first, it's kind of slow. We feel like we're walking. We feel like we're, we're throwing up. <laughs> um, we feel like it's just a lot. It's a lot of work. It's really, really hard. But if we keep after it, it's 
it's a miracle what our brains can do and um, a miracle of what can happen. But, the, and I'll cover this later, we need a training plan, we need accountability, and we need that discipline of putting in the work. So second point, I don't have time, which I'm gonna be really blunt, I think this is a lie. It's not that we don't have time, but the question is how am I spending it? Um, so you can ask yourself, like, how many Netflix shows, not that ha- that I've watched, but how many Netflix shows have I binge-watched? Um, this is a confession. When Stranger Things 2 came out, I watched the entire season in, like, one sitting. And I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of that. Um, but it's like, how many Netflix shows have I binge-watched? How many music albums have I listened all the way through? How many Snap stories, Instagram posts, Facebook statuses, et cetera, have I created? Or how much time have I spent looking at the wonderful Instagram, well, I don't have Instagram, uh, but the, the Snap stories. How much time do I spend looking at everybody else's? Um, and it's not that, that social media is bad, or it's not that if you come home from Walmart and you read a book that that's bad, but I think it's just the question is, it's not that I don't have time, it's how, how am I choosing to spend it? Um, and it's, it's, it's true that you have to put in the work and you have to be diligent um, about hiding it away, reminding yourself of the scripture that you're trying to memorize. Um, so the third point is we've got the internet. Um, I don't really need it. Um, and I think that, that it makes sense to me that we would say that because we can just pop up Google or say, I don't want to say, hey Siri, I don't want my phone to turn on. Uh, we, could, we could just ask for Siri's help and be like, hey, what's Isaiah 40? Um, read it to me. She probably would do that. Actually, my Siri kind of sucks. Um, but we could just look up, look up scripture at our phone. Um, we could Google, like, I'm having a hard time. Scripture memory or scripture verse for having a hard time. Um, and, and, and that's not bad. It's not bad if we do that. But I think about when you're in a really hard time or when you're in a vulnerable moment, is my first thought, oh, I should Google this. Like, that's, that's a lot of work. Um, or when I'm in conversation, it's like, oh, there's this verse. I'm pretty sure I've heard it before. Give me, like, 10 minutes to Google it. Like, that just kind of disrupts the whole conversation. And the times that I've done that, I usually can't find it. Um, and, and it's okay. Again, it's not, it's not bad to, to Google scripture and that sort of thing. Um, but there's a difference of hiding God's word in your heart. Um, and then in those moments, having that just surface. Um, and come out of our mouths. Um, and, and I think in, in conversation with other people, um, it is just more natural when, when it's in our hearts. And, and I think about um, in conversations that I've had where it's like, um, to be able to quote, one of the, the scriptures that I memorized that, and I'll share a story about this later, but it's Lamentations 3, and to be able to say to someone, here's the layout of Lamentations 3, and this is what Jeremiah is doing. He's crying out to the Lord, and then a little bit later he says, but this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Like, it's different. <laughs> Liz, I'll think it was a yeah, girl. Um, but yeah, like, it's, there's, there's just a difference in conversation, and even in personally fighting sin, to have that stored away, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, and so the fourth point um, is I don't want to. And, and maybe you're like, that's not me. I want to memorize scripture. But I think these other three points could be, sub- like the root of those other three points is that I don't want to. And you think about it, um, I'm not good at it. But really it's that I don't want to put in the work. I don't want to, to try. I don't want to, to keep after it. And I don't want to keep working out the muscle of my brain. I'd rather be doing something else. Um, and, and the idea of I don't have time, like I said, it's not that I don't have time, it's how am I spending it? Um, I'm spending it on things that I'd rather a little bit more fun or that I think is more fun. 
I'm in the internet and I don't need it, that it's, it's comfortable just to rely on their internet. Or even to, to rely on, on and again, this isn't bad, but the written word of God versus trying to store it in my mind um, and be able to, to speak that from my heart. Um, and, and so I think it's all we make time for the things we love. Um, and so the real question, I think, is am I treasuring God's word enough that I want to hide it in my heart and I want to cling to it? Um, Psalm 119.11 says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Um, and, and, and so one more thing, and then we'll move on to the next part. Maybe you haven't realized this, but actually memorizing scripture enhances those other spiritual disciplines and can actually help your walk with the Lord. Because you might even be sitting here and be thinking, I'm, I'm not even, maybe I'm not even a Christian. Like, why, why would I want to memorize God's word? I mean, that's fair to talk to somebody, um, process that. Um, but maybe you're thinking, I'm not doing really well with the Lord. And so why would I memorize scripture when I don't even think I'm doing very well? But it's like when you're memorizing scripture, you're forced to meditate on it um, just by recalling it to mind. And that's naturally going to, to sharpen and shape your heart um, and change your, change your attitude and, and change your view of the Lord. Um, so why should I memorize scripture? And I, and I love that some of this has already come up um, from what you guys said. The early Christians did it. Jesus did it. Or it's kind of like, Jesus did it. All right, let's go home. That's all we need to know. Um, but honestly, but he did do it. It helps us fight sin. It helps when up vulnerable. And it helps with the other spiritual disciplines. So we think about um, how the early Christians did it. I love that we're, we're reading First Peter because Peter was a fisherman. And I don't know if you would say this, Zach, but do you think, do you think Peter could read? I don't know. Like, honestly, my, this is Brittany's personal opinion. I don't know if Peter could read. Um, I mean, he's a fisherman. I don't know that he was, he was super educated, um, but he knew scripture. He knew scripture. And I don't, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but in reading First Peter, he quotes the Old Testament, he, he quotes scripture five times in writing a letter um, to this group of believers to encourage them. And it's like, if Peter can't even necessarily read, like, he's, he has to have had that hidden in his heart. Um, and, and a lot of the other apostles and disciples and, and New Testament writers did the same thing. Like, Paul is constantly, which Paul was super educated, uh, but Paul is constantly quoting scripture as he's writing um, letters to, to different people. And the Jews knew the last of all. So a lot of people during that time, uh, and I think Alicia said this, like they had to memorize scripture. Um, and I think about the disciples, like Jesus ascended back to heaven and they clung to his words and they reminded each other of Jesus' words and reminded each other of scriptures, um, scriptures from the Old Testament. And if you think about the book of Hebrews, which I know, where's Taylor and where you at? You love Hebrews. When you think about the book of Hebrews, we don't know who the authors are, but the authors are, are very likely Jewish, Jewish people, writing to a, a group of Jews. And there's so many times throughout the letter that they just make some sort of comment, um, and then they don't give the whole story because the, the readers, the listeners, would have known exactly what they were talking about because the Jewish tradition was it was passed on through stories. It was passed on through sharing scripture. A lot of people couldn't read, so they went into the temple and they heard, heard the leaders proclaiming the, the Old Testament, and they just clung to it because they didn't really have any other option. Um, and I think it's not even just that they were forced to by their circumstance, but they clung to, to scripture because it was their lifeline. When you think about the disciples, like Jesus ascended to, to heaven and, and they loved him. And so they wanted to cling to his words and they wanted to sharpen one another by speaking that to them. Um, they did it because it was their lifeline. So 
the next point, Jesus did it. And so I want to um, take a look at Matthew 4. But I think this is a fascinating point because it's like Jesus is God, and yet he he had scripture memorized. He knew scripture. He read scripture. Um, and this just totally transformed um, transformed who he was in, in his life. And so, so I've got Matthew 4. Um, so here in Matthew 4, I'll just read it, and then I'll talk about it. Actually, would somebody else read it with a loud voice? Nope, it's just, oh, I'm sorry. We go to the next slide. There it is. It's just 1 through 11. like I could have just read this and like, okay, go home. Um, Because I just think that there is such a sweet example of Jesus in Matthew 4, where he's just been in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights, and he's hungry, and he's tired, and he's vulnerable, and Satan comes to him, and and Jesus doesn't sin. Um, He's tempted by Satan, and and Satan takes a stab at Jesus' identity, um, if you are the Son of God. And so Satan's coming hard after him, um, and Jesus fights back with Scripture. He doesn't, I mean, he does say, be gone, Satan, which I I love that he says that, be gone, Satan. Um, But he doesn't just talk to him, he fights him with scripture. And I think what's 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 crazy, and we'll, we'll just go on to the next point, um, but scripture memory helps me fight sin and fight the devil. Helps me fight sin and helps me fight Satan. So when we're looking at Matthew 4, um, like I said, Satan takes a, a stab at Jesus' identity um, and he fights with the word of God. And this is what's crazy is, is Satan fights back with scripture, <laughs> which is kind of like, ugh, it's kind of scary. Um, but, but Jesus knows like, oh man, that's not what God meant. You're taking that out of context. Here is who God is. Here is what God really is saying. And this is what I'm going to cling to. Um, and so when, when we're being tempted by Satan, when we're um, feeling vulnerable and feeling weak, if we have scripture memorized, then, then and I think about how much Satan will fill our, our heads with lies, and we can be like, what is truth? Like, what do I do? Um, and the more that I memorize scripture, and I'm in the word, and I'm clinging, and, and, and just turning those words over in my head, the more I'm going to know who's God's voice, and who isn't. And I'm going to be able to say, be gone, Satan. This is what God says. This is who God really is. Um, and so it helps us fight sin, helps us fight the enemy. Um, and and so moving on to the next point, um, 
Jesus, well, with Matthew 4, Jesus was vulnerable. Um, and, and we're vulnerable. I, I feel vulnerable a lot of the time, whether it's um, just in the weakness of, of suffering or the weakness of sin or feeling defeated. Or honestly, sometimes it's just you had a long day and you just feel tired. You feel exhausted from working at Walmart or you feel um, information overload and you just feel like, oh, man, I just wish I could take all these thoughts and just go take a nap, which you can do that, take a nap. Um, but I think... Satan doesn't come to us when we're like, I have the entire Old Testament memorized, and I've been helping 20 old ladies cross the street, and I'm doing well. I just led 50 people to Christ on the beach, and then Satan's like, hey, what's up? Boom. It's like, no, he comes to us the, the worst when we're exhausted, and I, you know, I, I skipped Bible study, I slept through my alarm, or I'm feeling discouraged, or I just had a big sin, and, and I can't believe that I did that, or I had this conversation, and this person didn't respond well. That's when he really comes in, and he fights hard with those lies. Um, um, and, and when we're vulnerable, we have a choice. Like, whose voice am I going to listen to? Am I going to listen to Satan's? Or am I going to listen to God's? And do I know what God's, God's voice sounds like? Do I know what he's saying? Um, I think for me, sometimes it's not even in regards to sin. Sometimes it's just that life is super hard. Um, and I had a, a pretty hard year um, this past year. And in the fall... I was going through a lot. I had some friends who were going through a lot. And, and honestly, there was this moment where I was crying in my car, and I'm like, I'm not even asking for a lot, Lord. I'm just asking for, like, one thing to go right in my life. And it just feels like every area of my life is crumbling. Um, and we were going to do this event, and we decided not to. And I talked, I called a, a girl on the phone. Um, at St. Cloud State, and I told her she didn't respond well, and I just felt like I'm trying super hard, it feels like I'm failing in every corner, and I was in my room, and I'm just bawling, and I'm crying out to the Lord, and I was like, Lord, sometimes it is so hard to follow you, um, and I'm just weeping, and I hear um, in my head, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and you guys, I didn't even know I had that first memorized, I had to be like, Wait a second, what's that from? I grew, up, I grew up I grew up in the church and um we would sing that song, Lord to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. That's that's the song that they <laughs> yeah. um this could be my big break. I should become a singer. Just kidding. Um but it's from it's from so if you look in the gospel you don't have to turn there, but if you go to the Gospel of John Jesus has just told people, I'm the bread of life. And he's like, you know, if you eat of my flesh, and you'll, you'll be one with me. And people are like, what the heck? Are you asking us to be cannibals? And literally this group of people are like, that is a hard thing, Jesus. Who, who can understand it? And many turn away from the Lord. And Jesus turns to his disciples right before, before this, and he says, do you want to go away as well? And I, I think I have the verse up there. Yeah. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And it was really sweet that that's what the Holy Spirit brought to my mind. Because it, it wasn't that I was like, I'm going to not be a Christian. But I felt this, like, life is really hard. And who can understand it? And Jesus was asking me, like, do you want to go away as well? Like, you can. And, and it's crazy where, where he brought this verse to mind. And then I had this thought of, like, I, I mean, I know a lot of you don't know my story. But it's like, I was a huge partier. I tasted the world. And it left me at the bottom of a pit. Not physically, but spiritually. And, and Jesus reminded me of that. Of, like, you've been there. 
do you really want to go back to that? And it's like, no, Lord, you have the words of eternal life. And then it was really crazy because all of a sudden he's like, look up Lamentations 3, look up Psalm 73, look up these different things and, and remind yourself of these truths. This is who I am. And honestly, it didn't change any of my circumstances. Everything remained the same. And actually, after that, things got harder and things got harder and things got a little better and harder. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't take away the pain that I was feeling but I felt so comforted, and I, and I, I left, I left my room, and I left that that moment feeling hopeful. Um, and and so I think when we memorize scripture, I mean Emma kind of mentioned this like to me when we were talking about my talk is we provide this bank for the Holy Spirit to to dive in and bring up where it's like I didn't even know I had that verse memorized, and the Holy Spirit was like, but I knew, and this is what you need in the exact moment. And so the more scripture that I memorize, and the more that I'm reading God's word, the the bigger that bank fills up, um, and it's going to help me even years later, even decades later, um, when I don't even realize it, He can help us. Um, and, and honestly, we need to we need to do this memorizing now um, because if I wouldn't have memorized scripture like Lamentations three and and parts of Psalm seventy three and, and and Isaiah sixty two, if I wouldn't have memorized those before that moment, Lord, to whom shall I go? That would have came in my mind because I didn't try to memorize it, but that might have been it. Um, and so we need to memorize before life is really really hard. I mean, if you kind of think of it like like a battle, um, they don't just give people swords like here, Jojo, here's a sword go fight in the battle like no you need to train they need to train their bodies they need to they need to train and prepare to then go out into the fight and that's what we need to do with scripture we need to train ourselves we need to put in the work um so that when satan comes after us we're ready we're, we're ready our, our muscles are strong um we know the methods of fighting um and we can can get after it um, and like I said before, it took me six months to memorize Isaiah 40. And, and I didn't start memorizing Isaiah 40 to be like, I want to show off to all the people at Project. I was just reading Isaiah, and I was like, this is a killer chapter. And because, why I wanted to memorize it, it's because look at who, who God is. Like, he holds the water in his hand. And I was just running this morning and thinking about it, and I was like, he marks off the heaven with a span. Like, what does that what does that really mean? Like a span of an arms? Like he's that big that he holds heaven? Like I'm not sure. I'm still kind of chewing on that. Um, but it's like I wanted to memorize it because of the character of God. And and honestly, this is this is why I wanted to to memorize it. Where. I was sitting in Dumb Brothers, and I was writing this talk, and one of my disciples came up. She's like, what's working on? She's like, oh, do your talk for me. I'm not coming to project. And so I like, went over it, and she's like, what are you memorizing right now? And I was like, uh, Isaiah 40. And she goes, practice it with me. And I'm like, hoo And so I kind of put that in my notes and then um, sent it off to, to Zach and Emma and a few other people. And Zach texted me, and he goes, How, how's Isaiah 40 coming? <laughs> and I was like, why, you want me to, to say it in front of everyone? He's like, yep. Um, and so then I really had to get after it. Um, but honestly, um, I just wanted to memorize Isaiah 40, and it just happens that it, happened that it took six months. Um, and so moving on to, to the, next, the next point, is that memorizing scripture helps with other spiritual disciplines. Um, where it's good for your prayer life, where I think about there's been times that I've been praying, or I've been praying with other people, and they've quoted scripture. Like, and, and how sweet to be in a moment of prayer and then have scripture come to your mind. It's like God is speaking back to me as I'm in a conversation with him. He's speaking to a group as we're in a conversation with him. It's really, really powerful. Um, and, and also, when I'm reading scripture, other scripture that I've memorized will come up. And, and I was just 
studying the Bible with somebody the other day, um, and Ephesians 2 came to my mind, because I'd memorized that in the fall. It's like, oh, like let's go to Ephesians 2. Let's see. Yeah, I think it was with God. And I'm like, oh, I feel like there's a connection here. Um, and honestly, I think Isaiah 40 is quoted in First Peter, and that, that was like, ooh, this is kind of cool. Like, what do you have to say here, Lord? Um, and, and I think as you memorize scripture and different scripture, you're seeing the whole story of God. It's not these 66 books that are disconnected. It's all one big story, and we're seeing how they connect and point to each other, but actually they're all connecting and pointing to Jesus, um, our true treasure. So it enhances your Bible reading, enhances your prayer time. But I also think it really enhances evangelism. Um, there's been so many times where I've been in a conversation with someone, and I'm like, Lord, I have no clue what I'm supposed to say, and he'll bring different scripture to mind. Um, and I remember talking with a girl. I worked at a nonprofit, and we were talking, and, and this the the Holy Spirit just gave me these different scriptures because she's saying some kind kind of wonky stuff and I and I shared some truth with her she, she said that she's a Christian and we left the conversation she goes I don't know my Bible and I'm like well, let's study it let's study the Bible together and so I think it's just kind of sweet to see like it wasn't my words that that made her her heart stir it was the living Word of God and you think about in sharing the gospel gospel of people I can't change anybody's heart um, I think I have a, a verse up here from from Hebrews. Um, Hebrews 4, it says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Um, and so it's like, my words don't have power. Um, and I, I can be kind of winsome, but I can't change a single person's heart. But the living word of God has the power to to pierce the soul um, and and transform someone and make make a dead heart come to life. Um, and so when I'm having a conversation with somebody, I don't want them to hear my words. I want them to hear the words of God. And I think memorizing scripture just helps us in that. Um, and like I had said before, kind of going back to the other spiritual disciplines, memorizing scripture causes me to chew on the word of God and, and forces me to think about it um, and really have that transform my heart and transform my thoughts. Um, and then this is a bonus point. It's kind of cheesy, but I thought of it the other day. But it helps me draw closer to Jesus. Memorizing scripture draws me closer to him because I'm thinking on his words, and his words are, are molding and transforming my own heart. Um, and I think as I'm hiding his word in my heart, and if, if John 1 says that, that Jesus is the word of God, the more that I hide his word, the more I'm hiding Jesus in my heart and the closer that I feel to him. Um, and especially in the times that I don't feel close to him, when I'm reminding myself of those truths, it's a reminder that he is with me. 